Welcome to this week's episode of our Arthritis at Home program. My name is Maya and I'm the program coordinator at Arthritis Consumer Experts. I'm very happy to be speaking with Denise Jupp today, rheumatology nurse in private practice at the Diamond Center Rheumatology Clinic with Dr. Shaheen Jamal and David, Dr. David Collins. Dr. Shaheen Jamal was actually interviewed in episode three of our Arthritis at Home program, and we will link that interview at the end of this one. Denise is also the communications chair of the Arthritis Health Professions Association. Thank you so much for joining us today, Denise. Thank you for having me, Maya. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it's our pleasure. So you're actually the first rheumatology nurse that we've had the pleasure of speaking with on this Arthritis at Home program. So I would love to hear from you um, what nurses like yourself are doing uh, to support patients at the moment. I don't think um, the current support that we have with for patients is much different than we do when we see them in person. We, um, we talk to them about um, what their goals are in the appointment, um, uh, making sure that um, they understand that this is a medical appointment you know, being, being on the telephone or the computer, um, start to alleviate any fears that they have around COVID-19 because it is, you know, it is a very stressful situation and people are, are they're very concerned about what their limitations are in, out in the world. Um, I also really encourage them because it is a respiratory disease to make sure that they are up to date if they qualify for a, a pneumovax vaccine, whether due to immunosuppression or age. And I help them figure out, you know, call that local pharmacy and find out if they have it because there were, there were some limitations at the beginning, but things seem to have been settling down. And just confirm that they are an immunosuppressive medication and they do, although they're under 65, qualify for it because in the general population, 65 is the year that they start offering it to them. And one of my roles in the clinic is instructing people how to do self-injection, self-injections, subcutaneous self-injections. I have aides in the office to show them how to do that. They practice with me and I make sure that they're doing it properly before they leave. So now what we're doing, what I'm doing and the doctors is pointing them towards Room Info, which is a fantastic resource. Under the methotrexate medication information, there is a, a fantastic video showing how to give yourself a subcutaneous injection. It's very good. And then I tell them if they have any more concerns, they can contact the office and I can get a hold of them. Or sometimes there's, you know, if they're very good with the computer, they can really see quality YouTube videos. And that's there too, if that's what they prefer. Well, thank you, Denise. I know that um, I speak for all patients when I say the support of nurses and rheumatology clinics is so important and so needed. So thank you for that. Um, and now to move on to how appointments are now being conducted over the phone or by video, what can patients do to prepare for these appointments? It's a little different now. Um, you, when you go to your rheumatologist and you have your appointment and you need a prescription refill or a lab requisition, those are handed to you usually in person. Now we're asking people to provide their their pharmacy information and their email address if we don't have it, if they're, if they're doing a video call, we have it. Um, or from a family member that can help out if they're quite elderly and they're not, um, they're not computer literate, which is very common, very common. So we'd like them to have the pharmacy information and uh, a list of all their medications so that we can make sure that 
for prescribing correctly. Um, they don't have anything that's contraindicated that we don't know about yet. It's always good to get a medication review. And it's good because we can have a discussion about the medication so the patients are really clear on what medication is for what condition. You know, and then and really clarify what, are, what is our responsibility, what is the GP and there's other specialists. It's, it's very good. It's, it's, it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, we also help with any issues they're having with any support programs with the um, biologics or any of the other you know, significant medications that we provide for them. Um, I also recommend that they have a list of questions prepared so that it's an efficient appointment and they don't forget anything that, that has been concerning them from their last appointment to the current appointment. And during that time, if they've had a, a flare of their disease or something new is happening, and we're not seeing them right away. Um, we really encourage photographs, particularly now that we have smartphones, everybody can email anybody any photographs. So take pictures from different angles of the issue, make details of it to talk about, but in the meantime, they can email that photograph to the office, or if they're going to be seeing the doctor via video, via telehealth, they can show the picture, but it's not as convenient, but always, always send it to the office so that it's a part of your electronic medical record. Thank you. Those are very helpful suggestions. And um, another thing that I would love your expertise on is what patients with arthritis can do to help alleviate pain from home. I think patients have a really good idea of what works for them in particular. Um, everybody's different, but some general guidelines that sometimes people don't think of and that we've accumulated from patient knowledge and nurses speaking towards each other, what we have found effective, what our patients have found effective, is things as simple as, um, are, you, are you utilizing the NSAIDs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, mm -hmm. or acetaminophen, or over-the-counter medications, or prescribed, that the doctor has prescribed and discussed and has cleared for you? Are you using those correctly? Are you using them? Some people just don't like to take pills and they don't take them, but and then they're in pain and it's difficult to control that pain. Um, other things, topicals, whether it's an over-the-counter Voltaren or Icy Hot or um, a patch, they have um, Salon Pass or they have um, analgesic um, Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine has a, has a Band-Aid. There's allergies to Band-Aids, so be aware of that. But it, it's one that you can cut off and make a size and fit onto, you know, it, and it just is very soothing. And as far as soothing goes, nothing beats a good Epsom salt. So whether it's your whole body or you get a tub and you put your feet in there with some Epsom salts and some warm water to really let that help. That is very helpful, very helpful. And one thing that we find helpful for muscles in particular is if you take a tennis ball that's softer or a lacrosse ball that's quite hard, put it in the end of a sock. And if you need to get behind your back, you flick it back there, go against the wall, rub onto it and that sock can help you guide it into the particular place and that can be if it's not a joint issue it could be a supporting muscle that's tight and it's just causing so much pain and that can be very effective particularly now if you can't get to your physiotherapist or your massage therapist or your chiropractor whoever you use that's that's very good thank you that's such a good um such a good tip the sock trick oh it's amazing you know and if and if you have a knee-high sock all the better. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and Epsom bath salts as well, those are wonderful and you can buy them in huge tubs for very inexpensive. It's things that, you know, those, 
your mom used to do or your grandmother used to do these things do have value and and good good um practice and good ideas do pass through generations you know our elders are smart people <laughs> it's very true they are indeed okay well um lastly i was wondering if you have any final words of wisdom from your experience as a rheumatology nurse for people living with arthritis at the moment you are your best advocate absolutely your best advocate and the more detailed notes you can take whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis to check in on in yourself think about how that week went or if you're having issues on a, on a more frequent basis how that day went um you know what you did the day before what you've been eating things like that because patterns can be evident if you document what's going on and and having that ready um so that you can describe to your nurse or your doctor you know are you having morning stiffness are you having evening stiffness what makes things better what makes things worse and all of those pieces of data help form a big picture of your case and we can't do that for you you, you need to advocate for yourself and you're your best advocate for yourself and take good care of yourself and don't don't let stress freak you out or the fear of the unknown. We're all in the same situation. And talking to your people is very helpful. Thank you, Denise. That is wonderful advice. Thank you, <laughs> well, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. We're going to include um, some of the resources that Denise mentioned in this interview. And we want to thank you again so much for speaking with us. And to all of our viewers for watching, please feel free to leave any feedback for us and join us on our next episode of Arthritis at Home.